Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jared Free coming live from the West Village of Manhattan. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. I'll say it again. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a viewer. If you're on YouTube, we're on YouTube every episode. I want to tell you people, if you are listening, you've never seen, done the YouTube experience, I want you to go check it out. Subscribe to the channel. This is me asking you for a little bit of a favor because I get it. You're like, I got my way of listening. I got, but you might be in, like, I, I'll have the computer in bed next to me. I'm like, oh, I need something to keep me going, something to, you know, watch while I'm sitting here lying out. YouTube, 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 youtube.com slash Jared Freed. Uh, you can subscribe to the channel. It's there for you for whenever you need it. Um, but otherwise, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being. A part of this great show, you can send in your emails. We answer your emails, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. The emails today, I have to say, Shelby, you outdid yourself. These are depthy. These are difficult. These are these are like there's meat on these bones for us to chew on. And I, I just want to say thank you for sending them. If you're sitting there with an issue, a problem, a thought, send it in, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com lifestyle, relationship, you know, friend stuff. I love, these are the things that we discuss here in a comfortable surrounding because they're not comfortable to talk about with your friend. And if you hear a question that you di just discussed with a friend at the brunch table, send them this podcast. It'll be like, oh my God, they just talked about your issue. So keep sending it around. Um, I'm on the road, people. So if you're listening now, when does this come out? We're, we're getting ahead a little bit. Um, we're ahead. March 6th, this will be out. So I will have already been in Irvine, California. I'm coming to Indianapolis this weekend. I'm going to Spokane, Oklahoma City. Then I'm going to Europe. I'm so excited to go to Europe. If you're listening, I can't even believe people are listening in Europe. I can't believe someone's sitting in Dublin, like having whatever they have in Dublin, just listening. And, and I had friends that, you know, we have comic friends that, we're just in Europe, and they're telling me places to go. I'm so excited. So Dublin, Belfast, London, Copenhagen, Amsterdam, Berlin, Oslo. And then I come back for Nashville. We changed the Nashville date because we're going to do some You Up Live shows. So go to jaredfree.com for the tickets. Uh, very excited. Today's guest, an OKP to the show, original key player. It's been a while, but I'm so happy to have you back. Seton Smith, thank Man, you for coming. blessed to be here, dude. This is great to be here. The your, new studio and shit. This the new nice. studio. You're like the original. You were coming on early. Yeah, man. I got lucky. I got to see the, the, the fire, the, the, the embers of that fire start <laughs> sparking. <laughs> right. Like, yo, look at all this money in this room. This is nice, dude. Dude. Congratulations I, on the European tour. That's I'm awesome, so yo. Have you done? You've gone to Just Europe. came from Europe two weeks ago. How I was, was it? to Europe and Australia. Uh, Europe is amazing. Wonderful people. What was your favorite? So- for the listeners at home, first of all, go follow Seton Smith on Please. all social media. Seton's fantastic, hilarious. You've been opening for John Mulaney. Yeah, man. And Blessings. Cool. Cool. Dude, that, that is, you're a part of mm -hmm. the biggest comedy show in the world right now. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It was, it's it's hard because it, for me to understand that, because I'm in a bubble and I'm very, I, I tend to be naive about things. <laughs> I'd be like, whatever, I'm not. <laughs> but like, yeah, but then when people start showing up to the show, they'd be like, oh, it's this big. Oh, it's this big. Right. Like, I remember um, um, uh, Malala, the, the Nobel Prize winner, came and she read, Come on. and she read a speech to him. And I was just like, to wow. him. It was like the day that like, there was like, uh, um, something happened where. The, some 
they were the women were weren't allowed to wear. It was like that law. Remember that? I'm not being very specific I, at all. God. It, so, it oh, sounds like horrible. it sounds like whatever you're talking about is 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 more than I would know. I should I know. know about it, but I know it's so, one of those. I gotta, I gotta Google what the fuck's <laughs> happening in front of my eyes right now. <laughs> it was crazy, dude. So Malala's there. Malala, yeah, man. Name, just so, so we, I remember I embarrassed myself in front of Lin Manuel. Um, <laughs> I did. It was just because <laughs> it was like one of those situations where like there was another TV star there, and it was one of those moments where it's like I know you. But I don't know where you're from, and you know, right. you're, and there's a moment I realized that you, if you stare a little too long, then you're weird. <laughs> you know, so I, was like, I know you, and he's like, "So where are you from?" I'm like, "I think I need to move to LA and New York." But I know you, and he's like, "Okay, let me turn around." Just like that, <laughs> dude. Because I've been in, like in that situation where you're opening for someone, it's their show, but mm. you are around like this are like. You know, okay, over, let me give you my best one. This go. is my best loving story. Bill Murray. Bill Murray story. Bill okay. Murray came to one of the shows, and Bill Murray to me is one of the, uh, uh, I, my hero. I okay. can't, like, I grew up watching all that shit. Right. Every move from Ghostbusters to Groundhog's Day. Like, Ghostbusters was my childhood, yeah. Groundhog's Day was like my <laughs> teenage years. Just that got, hits you right in the forehead mm-hmm. of nostalgia. Nostalgia. Of, yeah. I put too much on him as right, a part of right. being. I know I got to be aware of that. So when he came to the show, uh, uh, I, he came into the room. He's dan- and I, I'm trying not to like stand next to him. I just wanted to not book, not be like, did you like my set? Right. I didn't try to be no bitch about it. Um, and then he did the nicest thing to me. Uh, uh, I found out later he there was some scandal that happened on his set. Yeah, he, he had an issue. Yeah, this was right in the middle of it. So he just came off that set, okay. came in, and then like he, he leaned into me. He was like, hey, man, listen, I didn't really see your set, but uh, I'm sure you sure did great. Have fun. Now, mind you, because of all that shit was going on, he took the time to like make some young guy feel better right, about right. himself. Well, versus, knows, you know what I'm saying? And he knows as a comic, all you want is... Be- you know, there, when yeah. people know they're celebrity and they know... As Bill Murray backstage, I got to let this guy know I didn't even see it. To me, that was much bigger than him. Hey, I love your set. Because I love your set. Like, I go in my head going, oh, I wonder if he actually loved it. Right. Now I'm like, oh, he's a genuine nice guy. <laughs> he's a wonderful <laughs> human being. Fuck it. I fuck with you, right. dude. Well, I think that to me is a comedian knowing comedians. Yeah. Like him knowing like, oh my God, I'm me. This is, I'm obviously, look at the age. This is the profile of, a, of someone that would love me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let me, let me just let him in on what's going on here. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, so you go European, Europe and Europe. Australia. Like, the idea that yeah. you're going, you're doing 16,000 people, you know, and, and this is, Seton is here because he taped a special at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, yeah. The that special- was that was only thirteen and a half thousand. So I ain't gonna be like saying <laughs> I don't want to be one of them dudes. Well, but I love. I watched the special. It's, Thanks, man. It's so I good. It. Thank um, you. It's on YouTube right now. So I want everyone to like make a date night. We're gonna have the link, Shelby. Make sure the link is in the Thanks, description man. of this Appreciate episode. It. So it's very easy to just take that link, copy, paste it, email it to yourself. Make sure you have it for when you're ready to watch a special with a friend, coworker, whatever it is. And I have noticed that it's closing waves like weekends. You'd be right. like, oh, like that's a, how it works. <laughs> right. Like people make, make it a night. This yeah. is the thing. Airplay yeah. it to your TV. You watch it and you and what I love is like you're watching you go up to a cold Madison Square Garden. Yeah. yeah. And that's not how, you know, that's not how Mulaney gets it. Mulaney gets up and they're like, they've been preparing for Mulaney all day. They got their headspace. They're excited. Listen, I know this. You know this. When you headline and you're, you're the name on the, on the, on the, you know, the marquee, everyone is like, moving their brain towards, this is when I laugh. When you open... People are like, okay, we'll get there. Who's this guy? I don't know. Well, but you are liked by the guy I like, so that's a little bit of a head start. Like, yeah, but yeah. it was cool to watch you to come out 
in front of a Madison Square Garden audience that's like a little bit like, hey, did you get the popcorn? Did you, you know, it's a little yes. bit. Scatterbrain, it's chaos. It was a chaos, chaos set. And I don't know, for some reason it felt a reflection of my life. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, it's hard for me to lie to people sometimes. I'm like, well, I could find a weird poly situation in some small bar, some small theater, or I could have a wild ass show in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> it was it, one of those decisions. <laughs> it's so awesome. I just love that it took people, it, it shows them you, yeah. but then it takes people behind the scenes of this like, very weird role that we play. Yeah. Like when I open for Michelle Wolf all the time, you'd be at her shows and like some, just like you're saying, a celebrity would walk in and have these amazing things. Then they'd turn to you and be like, oh my God, new, you know, like they would, and, oh and now you're in this weird bubble of like, I don't know, it's just a weird feeling, right? Oh, um, being around celebrities, yeah, I didn't really think about it before, but being about it now, it's very, it's nice, because yeah. you're like, oh, this is what modern day royalty feels like. Right, <laughs> <laughs> and you have to ground yourself, you have to go, this is also not my show. Oh, well, I There's get... so many times where I'm like, you know, remember, you know, like, yeah. you know, you have to pull yourself back from it, you mm. have to, you get on these weird high, I don't know, I, I, under, I, I can't imagine, and like, I mean, I opened for Burt Kreischer, and then, you know, you see how the stadiums work and you see Jeez, that like yeah. there's a curtain that moves up and back. So you can do a stadium for 4,000 people and you're still doing a stadium. Still doing a stadium. But exactly. there's a curtain up yeah. at some point. You know, you, if you're in the, the Mulaney category, that Curtis curtain keeps moving, moving back, back until it disappears. Exactly. And then there's like the, the Kevin Hart thing where he's right in the middle, which is another thing. <laughs> right. And then you get Iglesias who gets in a fucking, fucking football stadium. Right. And then, you know, Berm in that like baseball stadium where you're like, oh, there's always an, another tier right. up there right. <laughs> where every dude is still jealous of the next dude. That's it never ends. Hilarious. <laughs> it's so wild to see. It never ends. Because even if you're top comic, now you're jealous of the top movie star. And the top right. movie star felt jealous of the, like Sinatra got jealous of like fucking pr the president. Like that's how fucking crazy. big. I mean, that's crazy so so uh, so the takeaway now you, you know are you off tour are you gonna go back What's... yeah we're gonna i'm gonna go hopefully help them tape a special next weekend hopefully okay. i say because i'm taping a movie also this week it's a it's a small it's a fun and small indie movie congratulations uh, thanks man yes yeah, wonderful project uh, a movie called uh, my hero uh, basically the whole premise is about a guy goes on a date with a woman um, it's a shitty date shitty tender date um he leaves goes home and uh me and this other character come and say uh we, uh, we, we kidnapped your girlfriend. If you don't give us 50 grand, we're going to kill her. And he's like, hold on. First off, that's not my girlfriend. And second off, I'm not rich. And like, no, nah, you know these white people come here with these neighborhoods. You, you know you act like you poor. But you come on. Have... And then that's kind of shit goes crazy from there. It's a great story. Is I'm it like, a comedy? Comedy, yes. That's it's a great premise. Great premise. I'm very excited. I love excited. the idea of like, went on a normal date. That's not my girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> And now he's in this position where maybe he has to save someone that he was like okay with. God, you wonderful filmmaker Tyler Silvers and his family, <laughs> Dean Silvers. They really, they actually, Dean Silvers originally produced a, a Flirting with Disaster with Ben Stiller back in the day. Okay. So it's just one of those, like, just a fun old school uh, family that makes movies in New York. It's kind of a fun vibe. Love that. Yeah. So, yeah, after that, then. Then special. Then after that, I don't know. I think I'm going to just do a lot of internet stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is why we want people to follow you. At Seton Smith on all platforms. Uh, the, the special is called Seton Smith Live at Madison Square Garden. You can feel the bigness of it. You can feel... And what I love about Seton, he's always, you're always like talking with the crowd during yeah, your bits. That he's was doing fun. that in Madison Square. So happy for you. So cool. Everyone Thanks, go to uh, Seton's YouTube. It's in the description of this episode. I'll be sharing it all over my social media. Let's do some emails. You ready? Yes, sir. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. A loving breakup. Will he come back? Mm. 
Jared, so much respect for you and the way you process the world. I've written before, but saw your request for more emails, so I'm back. Yeah, we requested more emails, and they're so good. I, 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 we have this new batch, so keep sending them in. My boyfriend of two and a half years and I just broke up. I'm 30, he's 35. And even in our breakup conversation, we agreed this is by far the most loving relationship we've ever been in. I've never thought it would end. After years of being on the fence, he, si he suddenly decided he didn't want kids. He knows I do. I initially assumed that was our breakup conversation, but he wanted to talk about the possible ways forward because he didn't want the relationship to end. A few weeks later, he realized in a tearful conversation, his first time crying in 10 years, that he needs therapy to work through some of the deep-rooted issues and he'll never be able to fully commit until he sorts through them. I'd been encouraging him to see a therapist about his blind spots for years, but as he said, he was arrogant enough to believe he could address them on his own. Until now. He asked me to reach out if I ever wanted to talk, have questions, or need anything, and he hopes that eventually we can be in each other's lives again somehow. He, we both said a lot of, I will always love yous. He was more destroyed than I was when he left, and I'm in fucking pieces. I've always been the realist pessimist in life and relationships, but the only thing that gets me to sleep now is the thought that we'll end up together again. Am I genuinely crazy for believing in that possibility? Thank you so much. Heartbroken and in denial. Heartbreaking email. Wonderful heartbreaking email. I mean, it is real. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot in it mm -hmm. that I relate to. Me too. Um, Me too. Are you seeing anyone now, Seton? Mm, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very male way to answer that question. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you're in, in something-ish. Yeah, it was one of those. After my last breakup, it was one of those. Well, I don't ever want that again. <laughs> so it was one You don't of want those. that relationship again, or you don't want to break up again? I don't want that dynamic again. Okay. It was one point in my life I realized I kept dating the same type of people because of my own reactionary behavior. Right. Know, I was reacting versus actually creating. Well, so the, like, but this is also goes to the therapy stuff and exactly. working on yourself and realizing that someone's not the right, you know, match for you. And so you're you're kind of I mean, yeah. It was one of those discoveries in life. Where I was like, oh wait, that's <coughs> like uh, you know, the first five years of your life, you uh, uh, learn what love is. Mm -hmm. So if you have a healthy relationship, the first five years is good. If you have an unhealthy relationship, then you'll continue to have those unhealthy relationships. It's like that was the problem. I was like, oh, so it was like recognizing a loving behavior versus unloving behavior because. The one thing I've realized in life, people will say they love you and do garbage things. And so you kind of got to like dif differentiate. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. well you, what you have to do is trust kind of yourself and like your own taste and saying just because someone's saying I love you doesn't mean they're not chopping off your hand, you right. know, like at the same time. Right. And you, be, I, you know, I was having a conversation about this a little bit where it was like, you know, I was talking about breakups in the past. And then like every time I talk about it, I... I just like crush myself. Like I, I'm always like, that was me, that was me, that was me. But like, there's a point where you have to go, this wasn't, you know, saying this wasn't the match is a empathetic view of like, yeah, two to tango. Right, you know? exactly. And, and, and I'm letting you in and I'm making all these changes for this other person. But like this other person, is, their dynamic is with me and we both have things we got to work on. Yeah, I remember we got into a conversation before. Uh, she was saying, well, when you, just, when you talk about your ex, you're not taking any responsibility. I'm like, well, no, I just can't explain the situation without explaining the dynamic. You know, right. it was like one of those, like, I, this behavior led to me to this, but I liked that behavior because of the, the way I grew up. I was like, and I was like, oh, wait, that's garbage behavior. I can't deal with that. Right, <laughs> you know, so right. it was like, yeah, it's like one of those, that, it's not attacking. It's like, no, this is specifically discussing discovering things in life. Like I've now, I've started using Instagram healthy, 
okay. which is like how you kind of like start stop looking at you know police shootings and then start looking at like <laughs> I'm sure y'all looking always looking at police shootings. I'm sure this demographic, right. <laughs> but for me, I started looking at like you know looking at therapists who just kind of start doing little memes here right. and there and just like just little reminders like oh this is actually healthy behavior. This is unhealthy behavior. You go and just about the year go oh yeah that's yeah right <laughs> you know what do you think of this person's uh, issue? Do you think they'll ever come back? I mean, if they're doing therapy, then yeah. <laughs> do you think they'll come back? I mean, I, they did not specifically talk about what the issue was. More or less, she well, pointed out that he needed therapy. Well, this so. is well, this is the thing about this email. It's funny that they're like they're they're all about what happened in the breakup. To me, when you break up with someone, you're going to the breakup with the breakup already done. Like the, she says, we have this. You know, the, the she. All of this is about what happened the days of breaking up. Yeah, no. But no, this absolutely. guy packed for battle. This yeah. guy went to the breakup. Yeah, already done. Yeah. So the idea that like, when I read in this email, after years of being on the fence, he suddenly decided he didn't want kids. Mm. To me, I think this is a guy going, "Hey, your indecision cannot be." something that this person blames you for a year from now two years from now i gotta get away like when you say i don't want kids suddenly i, I don't buy it yeah that's a hard word suddenly since he's didn't he say he always didn't want kids too well he was on the fence for years i think that is something yeah yeah to me that's yeah. that's a guy like what happens is you go to a breakup and you go okay i'm gonna get asked why and you go and and i think for this guy he's broken up not about losing I don't want to say it's not about losing you but it's about like what the fuck I'm with this great person perfect match for someone and I'm just not getting to the next step so something and and it's fairy dust like he doesn't know what that is he can't explain it so now he's like okay let me find some ways to explain it to this person mm -hmm. and so he goes therapy he goes, baby. He goes, I'm, I don't, I gotta work on myself. I was arrogant. He takes all the daggers to get the fuck away from you. I don't think that means he's coming back. And I understand, like, mm. just because it was a good breakup doesn't mean you're gonna go back. That means he cared about the breakup. That means he's a little bit of wreck about his own. I think it's living in the key of me. He's, he's in this selfish space of like, I'm looking to get better for me. Also two years in, like you didn't actually get to know him. Like you can lie for two years, that's the problem. It's mm. like around that mark is when you start becoming a real person. And it's one of those, oh I, I don't like, you know, that's that. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, two years, you you know, for the first year you're doing the dates, you're doing the ba mm -hmm. vacation, the second year you're meeting everybody, you see the- Intense ass schedule, suddenly you're under pressure. Right, and then it, then it becomes, okay, are we together forever? And he's going, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. And, and then he goes in and he goes, no baby pushes you away now you have tangible reasons that this guy isn't going to be your guy and you're and you're writing to me going he's more a wreck than me i don't know i don't know <laughs> how do you I, measure I, that right how do you measure that i i mean to me he's and and everything he's a wreck about is about him and him going i don't know why i can't and, and i don't know if this is this is complimentary to her because he's going Great person, what the fuck is wrong with me that I'm not ha having that? Let's do the next step. And so he doesn't have that, whatever that feeling is. Again, I've never had that feeling. Can I cut in for a second? Please. Because sometimes I used to use this excuse a lot too. That's just me, you know, something with me. Right. And then there was one year, 
God, I don't forget what year it was. I realized my childhood was garbage. And I finally just told women, honestly, up top, yeah, my child is this. Do you still want to And I found that it solved a lot of problems, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you be thinking like, let me get some wordy message and shit. No, tell them about your childhood and they may leave you alone. Like, oh, because like to me, the I'm at the way. point. Yeah, I'm telling you, like I tell my life stories, realize, because I realize red flags can be used for to your advantage. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you tell a woman a red flag that you think, okay, somebody should point this story out because this is a scary right. ass story. And she just sits there and doesn't blink. Something might be wrong with her. Right, <laughs> you know right, what I right. mean? Now, so it's it, <laughs> now you're pushed away because, like, why the fuck you want to be why here? Why would you like me? This is unhealthy <laughs> behavior. <laughs> right. But I'm just saying, like, just, I don't know. He said a lot of things that he wasn't ready for. And you definitely dismiss that to, like, hear what you want to hear. And that's what I think I'm on your side. Well, th that's the thing. You you heard, oh my God, this was, it is funny to go, this was such a good breakup. We should stay together. Yes. And you go, and, and I understand that you go, look at how well we communicate. It's like, no, no, no. You communicated when he had a goal. And his goal was to get the fuck out. Yeah. And, the, you know, and then he said, let me bring up 700 things you can't deny mm. because the decision was made before he got there. Yes. It's an J emotional. It's no logic. It's all emotion. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here was Seton Smith. Everyone go follow Seton at Seton Smith on Instagram, on TikTok. He's all over the place. Live at Madison Square Garden. The special. Fantastic. And just the bigness of it. I, 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 I can't. Thanks, man. Get over. It's just seeing you at Madison Square. It's so cool. I was just so happy. Yeah, it was cool. When I pictured of Mulaney, he was all like, why? I was like, why not? It's crazy. It's a crazy idea for me to be there. So <laughs> when you told Mulaney that you were going to like tape it, what did he say? No, he actually pitched it. He was like, you should pitch. You should do something. Do just, something. Do something in front of me. I was like, okay, how about Madison Square Garden? I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, why? And he's cool. He's amazing. He's helped me out so much. He's helped me out, like, just helped me out with lines, helped me out with just, like, talking comedy out with him, being able to, like, just, you know, talk about his set with him, because his set is right. just so great right now. Just, That's so cool. Just lucky to be there. It's time to talk about Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Factor shops, preps, cooks, and delivers to your door so you can just enjoy no hassle. These fresh, never-frozen meals are delicious and nutritious. I've had them. They're great. You, you cook them up. They're ready to go. No, it, it takes no time. I think it's, you know, you just throw them in the microwave and you're good to go. Here's the thing. When you're trying to get healthy, it's all about portion sizes and creativity. If you're doing grilled chicken every day, it's not going to last that long. With Factor, you get options, and they have calorie-smart and keto options. Factor meals are perfectly portioned to keep you on track with your goals. Factor now offers 34 meal options per week. That's more than you could – that's 32 more than you know how to cook. And three dozen add-on options like sweets, smoothies, juices, and so much more. Not only is Factor cheaper than takeout, these meals are ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. That's right. I, I, two minutes, you're good to go. Head to factormeals.com slash JTrain50 and use code JTrain50 to get 50% off your first box. That's some real cashola. That's code JTrain5050 at factormeals.com slash JTrain50 to get 50% off your first box. You used to have to choose between wearing something cute or something long-lasting. And with Rothy's shoes and bags, your look will be chic and sustainable. Rothy's are durably designed so you can keep them in your closet longer. Just pop them in the washing machine when they need refreshing. I wear them. I love them. And they couldn't be more right. I've had my pair of Rothy's driving shoes. Driving shoes, if you know, it's 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 like a, it's a little bit like a, it's a loafer, I guess. But they don't last that long. These Rothy's ones... Still going, 
Still looking great, still looking sharp, still looking brand new. You put them in the wash, they're good to go. Known for the original slip-on sneaker, Rothy's also makes insanely comfortable loafers, ankle boots, and more. With so many styles, you'll never worry about getting brand new shoes each season ever again. Designed with the plan in mind, all Rothy's shoes and bags are sustainably made with their signature threads spun from single-use plastic bottles. For stylish and sustainable shoes, shop Rothy's. Get $20 off your first purchase at Rothy's. Rothys.com slash JTrain. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash JTrain. Let's do another one. Do another do, one, man. Do men care about your Instagram? Okay, you mentioned Instagram. Healthier Instagram. JTrain. Superstar and superstar guest. You're the superstar guest. Thanks, Huge fan of you and all your content. You up with benefits, Bachelor, Bachelor Live Screams, etc. Well, thank you. I've seen you a few times at the Comedy Slam, including on my birthday last fall, and you have crushed it every time. Well, this is very nice. I've uh, seen it too. It's amazing. Thank you. Uh, I broke up with my boyfriend of three years in August and have found it difficult to get back in the dating scene. I spent the fall visiting family and friends and focusing on my career, all the things J&J prescribed post-breakup. In this time, I started posting more on on Instagram again as a fun and creative outlet for myself. I've always loved social media and suddenly had more time on my hands. My personal IG is that of a basic millennial living in NYC. I post a lot of mirror selfies to show outfits I've put together and throw in the occasional gym thirst trap. Especially since the breakup. I do appreciate the fire emoji DM slide. However, I would say most of the comments I get are from my girlfriends hyping me up. Recently, one of the, my guy friends from college, let's call him John, came to visit me. He's 32. I'm 30. Both of us are single and live in major but different U.S. cities. We had a fling when we were f- met my freshman year, but then we decided it was just best to be friends. There have been a few drunken hookups along the way, but all happened over five <laughs> years ago. During John's visit, he asked me if I thought I was still single because of the way I post on Instagram. I was very caught off guard by this comment and asked him to explain. He told me I was beautiful and smart and did not need to post first traps to get male attention. I was really taken aback, and he doubled down by saying I'm not in my early 20s and men won't take me seriously if I post things like this. In the end, I was incredibly upset and have not talked to John since. He apologized and said it was coming from a place of love, but I felt very attacked and like he was blaming me for my lack of a husband. It has left... <laughs> I don't think that's... that's a, that you've taken it to the next... I don't think he was right in how he said things, but... Like, even this during- is why you're an unmarried wench. No, that's not. But <laughs> I do. Rec- <laughs> oh, deep. Go ahead. It has left out in my mind that I'm coming off like a wannabe IG model, but, ho- but I'm hopeful any man who is right for me will have enough confidence to not care what I post. My question is, do men care if girls post flirty photos on Instagram when they are first dating? Would you be comfortable having a girlfriend post tasteful gym and bikini pictures? If you looked at a girl's profile before the first date and saw that she had some thirst traps, would you instantly categorize her as a one-night stand and not a serious option. Thanks for all you do. I love this question. It's an aware question coming from a place of, you know, they were hurt by a friend. I, I think the friend, you know, there's a, such a thing as too honest. Yeah. You know, uh, there's such yeah. a thing as like, I, you know, you're not really feeding me uh, the, the information appropriately. Were you, was what were you asked? Were you, yeah, was were you, I didn't asked? ask for your opinion. Yeah. And now she's been presented with this opinion. What do you feel about the this email? Okay, um, you're right. I'm first off a dude. Absolutely, shouldn't have brought it up unless they were talking about it. If they right. were talking about it, I mean, talk discussing how you come off. I don't think that's like an opinion. It's more of a that's a science thing. I mean, like, yeah, if you wear a suit, you get respect. <laughs> if you wear a bikini, right. you get a certain opinion. I mean, well, it's funny because I think we're on the same page. We, I, I disagree. I, I, I'm gonna give a, some hard truths to her, and like, if, like, I think what you're saying is right. Like, you can't. 
societally, bikini gives different vibe than suit. You're right. Yes, it just gives a vibe. It's just one of those. Just it's not even a what's the word? This is not misogyny. This is more or less like a like a conversation on just how we agree on language. You right, know what I mean? That's, right. I used to believe suits weren't real either. As a comic, I used to be like, man, suits ain't shit. Then Melanie put me on the suits, and I realized when a man, no matter where you're at, if a man walks into a crack house with a suit on, mm -hmm. they're going to get quiet for a second because they're like, what's going on? <laughs> you have the floor because it's right. just a commanding presence. Same thing with like bikinis. Bikinis does create a certain amount of just animalistic attention where you're like, I'm mm -hmm. not, like, I tell women this shit, like, we're like, like, I don't like titties and comedies. Like, back when, like, in the 80s, they used to all have titties and comedies. I don't like that because once my dick is hard, nothing's funny anymore. I can't think no more. <laughs> Things have gotten serious. <laughs> Things have yeah. gotten serious. Now, now I'm thinking about, like, so, like, it's one of those, it's respecting the animal of all to all on the one side. But on the flip side, dude, you shut the fuck up. That ain't your opinion. You right. I mean? like, well, like, how this information was given is, and also we both laughed at, like, he's my worthiness of having a husband. This isn't what this is about. Yeah. And, and that's not what this guy, I think, was trying to... It, 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 let's take this guy, this friend, at his most friend... Let's At a most empathetic view. Let's trust that he's like, I'm coming to you with love, even though it's like, I'm just saying it as a friend. Like, that's an asshole thing to do. I do think something... There's truth in what he's saying. But you know what, though? Now that you say it out loud, a man only cares about what he said logically. A woman only cares about what it means to her like marriage possibly was. And I think I should address that side. And I'm going right. to say that- He didn't say this to get you. He didn't say, he, he, he could have said it to get you in order to control you. That could always be on the table. Fine. It's always and a man- that's a sadistic- you Yes, know, a yeah, man's been plotting over five years. The, on he, the table. On the table. I got to put you down because you're super hot. That's always on the table. Right. But on the flip side, I think the- I have a friend of mine who uh, was married to an Instagram. Well, she's not an Instagram model on purpose. She's just super hot. Right. <laughs> so, she'll just put up like her her bikini on, and be like, and you'll just see it and go, my God. And there's some pictures that he be he has asked her like, can you take it down? And I, as a best friend, I'm like, I see where it's coming from. Well, I do, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't want to look at your wife like that. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Well, that's the thing. You you know, I'll say I'll say a few things that. Okay, first of all, she she calls them thirst traps. She did admit so, to her. So, mm. so when, when you know, so she has to admit to the language she's using, and and you can't say would you know when she says my question would guys, um, what you looked at a girl's profile? Uh, no, um, um, I was taking a place of love and uh, IG model. My question is, do men care if girls post flirty photos on Instagram when they're first dating? It's like that's a shitty. So word. when you say. <laughs> When you're calling it a flirty photo, yeah, then you go, okay, so do I care that my girlfriend is flirting with her 200 followers? Yeah, I, I, I would go, yeah, that doesn't really help. And then she says- um, <laughs> I mean, if, if it's only 200, then that means she ain't that hot. But, if it's four, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're hot on Instagram, you automatically get 20,000 views. By average, everyone's got 200, so yeah, everyone's yeah, got you're some you're sort of platform. And she says, I'm hopeful any man who's right for me will have enough confidence to not care what I post. And it's like, that's not a confidence thing, it's more of a respect thing. And, and then you go, okay, I'm with this person, then you're posting what you have called a thirst trap. So who are you trapping? Who are you trying to make thirsty? Where am I not giving you that you are getting here? Like, listen, I agree. When you're single, you start posting to the moon. You start po I get out of a relationship. All of a sudden, I'm posting, you know, a picture I never would have posted in a relationship. There's so many women that write in this that they say like a like a guy posting on social media is unattractive to them. It goes both ways. When a guy is posting a lot on social media, I can understand someone looks at my profile and they go, "This guy, he's not fucking funny. He's putting out all this shit. He yells at the back. All of this is uh, not for me." So listen, you're gonna, you're not for everybody. That's okay. Here's what I will say. 
Mm. I went on a date. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a story, and I hope this relates. Please, let's go into. I got a uh, inst- someone's. I went on a date with someone that slid into my Instagram DMs. Got gotcha. you. Okay. Um, fantastic date, but Beautiful. here's what happened. I'll give you exactly how it happened. She writes to me on Instagram, "Hey, I just think you're funny and cute, and would love to get a drink sometime from a Jersey Jewish chick in New York." And I go, "That's a I and so." Now, what do I do? What do you do? You look at the person's profile. Okay. So I go to the profile, open profile. Cute. Great. Then I saw that a friend followed them. I go to the friend. I go, hey, what's the deal? Right? So then they come back. They go, cool, funny, smart, killing it. Rubber stamp. Mm -hmm. So now you get the approval. And I think, and then, so that, so then we go on the date, have a wonderful time. So, End it there. I get a DM two days later. Wow. Hey, just saw you at the Comedy Cellar. I never do this, but would love to get a drink sometime. But I did just message Sam Morell. I never do this, but I met closed profile, can't see them. I messaged Sam. I go, did you get a DM for this person? He's like, sent me the same thing. And I'm like, nah. And you have closed profile, couldn't see, couldn't get a sense of who they were. Now, true. Now, true. let me go back to the first person. Mm-hmm. They did have some bathing suit pictures up. They did have some thirst trap. But the friend thing, where the friend approved, and I think the fear from men when we get a DM slide. And listen, I am not absolving. I'm just giving you a side of the story. I think a lot of women look at someone sign their DM and they go, "Will I be physically safe?" And I think what a lot of guys do, and they go, will I be mentally safe? And when I saw that, and I, you know, you check out, are they cool? Can I trust this person? Because we're told, go approach the woman, go make the move. And when someone makes the move on us, you go, I don't know. So when guys are looking at your profile and you go, I got all these, and I go, I'm just seeing if they're a human being. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not seeing, and, and if this person you know, can I trust this person? Yeah. I think that's the big thing. They need more than like seven posts of them on that same day. You know those ones? Right, those right, fake right, accounts. right, right. <laughs> I'm hot and lonely. But, right. <laughs> so it's like, it's not that the thirst trap, like, I, like, listen, if you're posting from the gym in a bikini picture, I go, that's hot. But then I go, is there also like family in these pictures? Is there also, like, are they all, like, what is the whole menu say? So it's like, I, so I don't want to agree with her friend because I don't like the way he did it. But I will say like, yeah, we're judging like, is this person going to kind of like, you know, it's the mental stuff. Yeah, for me, I kind of want more coffee shops than you on a boat. If you're on a boat, <laughs> that means that's, I'm going to need boat money to handle you. How many yacht pictures you got? Right, <laughs> who is right. this fat dude that took well, you around the world? <laughs> well, this is the, again, you're saying exactly, we're saying the same thing because it's like, who did you trick into the boat? Yeah. You know, like, listen, I can see, what do you, unless you own, a, like, what, or listen, we can tell from the profile. Where's the work picture that shows that you're the CEO of a company and you rent a boat on the weekend? Yeah. Right? We when go, Rihanna's on a private plane, you're like, okay, that's Rihanna's private plane. When your hot has a private plane, I'm like, what nigga plane is this? Right. So, I'm sorry, what man's plane is this? We can edit this, right? <laughs> but, but, but this is, I think, I think like, if you're listening to this with an open mind, you're going, it's two straight men telling you about the fears that we have. So when I see thirst trap, that is literally, you're saying, I am putting this up to trap a thirsty man. So you go, 
you have to admit to the game that you're playing mm. and why someone would be like, oh, I'm gonna back away. That's not to say you're not husband, like that's insane, right? Mm. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Now I'm going to a memory of one time I did slide in some DMs and I, <laughs> once we got there, I just said the wrong words. I was just like, you know, just, just, just one stupid thing. Ah, ruined it, ruined it. Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Seton Smith, at Seton Smith. Go YouTube, Seton Smith, live at Madison Square Garden. I'm not losing weight for my wedding. Okay. Jared Shell, being a steam guest, love the pod, started listening to You Up in April and have since followed you on IG as well as attended a You Up live show. Long story short, I'm a 2023 bride who has been in recovery for an eating disorder for 10 years. In the past decade, I've found a lot of growth and food freedom and have gained somewhere between 25 to 30 pounds. You know, it's, it's interesting. Like, in the past 10 years, I've gained 25 to 30 pounds. Yeah, that's like 10 years. Like, that's... What life. you do, life. you know. That, that I, I, but I look good for you. I'm happy you're, you know, taking care of this. I'm not planning on losing weight for my wedding, but feel mentally exhausted and sometimes a little jealous of women who speak about their bridal weight loss in Facebook groups, on IG, etc. Do you have tips for tuning this out? I know you're not a therapist, but I haven't, I haven't heard a letter like this uh, before spoken about in in the lounge. Uh, and I have, but I also feel a little champagne problem because I can't afford therapy and I'm paying for this wedding with my fiance on her own. Sometimes I think I should just be grateful for that. Any suggestions or advice is appreciated. Thanks for reading, not shedding for the wedding. What do you think? Um, I believe in a healthy lifestyle. So right. as a man, I've been doing, I've been doing mar- uh, martial arts for seven years, or mm. I guess eight years in May. I believe uh, every woman should learn how to fight. I suggest start doing some kickboxing classes simply because even if you're overweight, it's a stronger punch. So, you know, you're praised for your weight. You ain't got to just be, you're praised. We'll get the aggression out. You can like, you know, imagine you're fighting some of these Facebook assholes. Mm-hmm. Now you know you think about weight, you just think about being healthy right. and just getting, just killing people. I, <laughs> I think, you know, it's interesting because like as someone who's dealt with their own weight problems and food issues and alcohol and all that stuff, I, I understand what they're saying. It's like, I want to be in on this like, and here's the thing. The the worst part is what's included in wedding conversation is are you shredding for the wedding? It has become synonymous. So it's almost like for someone like this who's dealing with their own, you know, 10 years of, of, of eating disorder, you know, you go, fuck, I'm back in this conversation that I've been able to avoid and it's almost unavoidable. Yeah. I think for them... They wrote right here, they're like, any tips for tuning this out? Weight loss in Facebook groups and IEG. It's time to unfollow these accounts. Absolutely. You Why know, are you doing this? You know how to plan your wedding. You know what you want. Yeah. You don't need to be in a Facebook group to hear about some... All these Facebook groups are are drama. They go, one person posts, here's my perfect wedding, and then 7,000 people go, here's why it's not perfect. Do you need that? Do they do Does that? Does that help you get to your wedding of your dreams? No. That's what they do. I've never read comments on wedding, but that's what they do. They just hate. <laughs> Rob that's Gronkowski. Great. Rob Gronkowski just posted a picture. Mm-hmm. No, Camille. Ka, uh, Camille. What's her? What's his girlfriend's name? My brother sent this to me. Mm. Whatever. I mean, she's actually follows me on. Does she? On Twitter, she's nice. very and she came on you up. She's very nice. Oh, that's dope. She was very cool. I, I Gronk posted, "Happy birthday, my sweetheart, Camille." Her name's Camille Caustic, I think, right? Let me make sure. Yeah, Camille Caustic. Mm-hmm. She was wonderful, beautiful. Happy birthday, mm-hmm. my sweetheart, Camille. It made me like Gronk more because he was with a woman that was like so cool. I always like Gronk. He plays through broken legs. You got to love a man like that. The best. Wishing you nothing but love and success. You are always so willingly to go over the top for others, so may you enjoy your birthday night, my love. P.S., uh, you always deserve double flowers. Okay, Beautiful post. 
her birthday. Real love. My brother sent it to me. He goes, you got to read the comments. Mm. Here's one of the comments. Where's her ring, bro? What the fudge? I was her, if I were her sister, you'd hate me. Laughing face emoji. You can't Brady and quit twice. I, your ass out of this. She's a keeper and you're a handful. Handle it. This is... This is how, this is, and you're like, well, that's, he, oh, this so is funny. in the wedding conversation. This is how people talk about weddings. I have no relation to this. You have no, like this idea of like, wow. the minute you get a long-term girlfriend, you get like over two and a half years, all of a sudden you get people like, when are you going to put a ring on it? When, and you're like, whoa, where did this group come from? And it's like, yeah, it's gross. Everything to do with weddings, negative you have the I posted a video of my brother he got engaged to uh, his fiance and then we had this like big surprise for her like friends and family she walks in she's she's crying she's every oh, nice. beautiful moment beautiful and then people comment lo your mom's wearing white to the engagement party it's like yeah, my mom wore a, a wedding dress. That, what, what the fuck are you talking about? And it's like, wow. you, how did you make this negative? Yeah, wow. That's and sad. if so, listen. If I'm seeing this, then you're the bride to be. Mm. Get out of these groups. None of them are going to help you plan a wedding that you want. None of them are going to make you feel good. Whatever you think, if you want tablecloths that have paisley on them, someone's going to go, paisley gave my grandmother cancer. It's it's just, this is how it goes. They shit on this family, like dogs that kiss babies, and everybody's like, that dog's going to kill that baby. Right. <laughs> like, what, why? How did you take this sweet thing, this wonderful thing? I, I, I You are getting married in 2023. You look fantastic. That's I right. promise you. That's right. Whatever you weigh, is perfect and here's the other thing start let's go get a new wardrobe and fucking live in our clothing feel good in our clothing i found these t-shirts on madewell i i love nice. these t-shirts nice i i i have a tough time finding t-shirts the minute i find one that fits i buy 10 hmm. i go i don't care what this costs my comfort has no there's no Amount of money that my comfort isn't worth. I feel you. I feel you. I bought some boots the other day. I'm just like, I walked around the city for two weeks, two to, like two hours. Like, oh yeah. my God, my feet feel comfortable? I didn't realize I was walking crippled for last like, <laughs> for so long. I thought right. it was a normal thing. Let's start creating our silos to be comfortable silos. Absolutely. That's what the internet is. Right now, you're living in a silo of hate and negativity. And you go, but it's wedding stuff. Uh-uh. Every wedding thing will become negative. I also will say this about health. There's health and then there's fitness. There's a lot of people out there who are very fit who are unhealthy like a motherfucker out totally. there. Totally. So check your health out. As long as you're healthy, dear, enjoy your life. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Seton Smith. At Seton Smith on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter. Two years sober, feeling lackluster. Mm, I'm sorry. You don't drink. I do. You do. No, you do drink. Yeah. I stopped drinking when I was dating, but then I got, went back into it. You're back in. <laughs> I went okay. back into it. Yeah, you were like a whiskey guy. Yeah, I love whiskey. It's fun. Yes. It's a very pleasant drink because you can't drink too much of it. I mean, you, you can, but you can pace yourself. and It warms you. Yeah. I love a whiskey in the winter. You could sip it. It's just a pleasant time. Beer, you got to chug, and that shit gets you in bad trouble, in my opinion. <laughs> I left investment banking two years to get sober after a gnarly opiate addiction. Oh, this is different. This is different. Yeah. <laughs> is different. I left San Francisco to head home to Minnesota to go to rehab. I maintained my sobriety and have reentered uh, the workforce with a cushy, less demanding finance job in Minnesota. I love that. You can live very well in Minnesota in mm. a cushy... Uh, at a cushy uh, finance job. Mm -hmm. The girlfriend and I moved into a house we rent together. 
Even though on paper everything is quote-unquote going well for me, I can't help but feel life has petered out. I'm no longer flying around advising on acquisitions or living in a major city. I'm also no longer going out and partying or ingesting painkillers on a daily basis. Days just seem so routine now. Clock in, clock out, hit the gym, maybe a date night. Part of me just wants to throw it all aside, grab a backpack, and hit South America. When I tell people this, they all say they would love the life I have now. I mean, I just did that to you. I just said cushy job like listen as two people who sit here and fly around constantly i say go to south america go now go you can say go fuck out go now <laughs> find a fucking witch doctor i was about to say i'm like jealous of this lifestyle like, I, like there's moments where i go listen the grass is always greener you don't ever go like i wish i was clocking in clocking out date night there easy. have been a few moments where i've been so hungry and so broke but it didn't last long. <laughs> but nah, man, yo, fucking go to South America and discover well, your dream. When I tell people, you know what? I'm, I, my own yeah, go on there. Uh, drugs are a lot of times. If you go to India, a lot of people figured out drugs are um, sometimes gateways to a consciousness that your brain wants sometimes wants wants, but drugs are not the right way to go. There's like the, there's a lot of meditation. There's millennia of meditation practices that actually get you higher than any drug can get you. So therefore, your feeling of want can be validated, you just gotta go find it the right way. Well, that's interesting that you say that. And I think like the one thing they have to be aware of is triggers. You know, does going to South America make you want drugs? Or does South America, is that the drug? Does that become the drug? You know what I mean? Like, you know, because listen, San Francisco, living there, major city, I'm sure living this type of lifestyle, I, I can understand how that's like an easy way into like, hey, take these pills. Whatever I I don't know I I don't have experience in this I can't tell you I'm not a professional I they're they're in rehab they've done they're doing the work mm-hmm. but when they say I want to just go to South America do you want to just go to South America like because that's a way to excuse other behaviors or does South America equal that excitement that you're looking for I don't know I I I, I think this is something they need to figure out but I I which just just further puts me uh, when I tell people. I'll, uh, about my life they say they would love the life i have now which just further puts me down because for some reason i have a hard time enjoying sure some days are better than others but yet the existential dread continues on my mind help can't wait for you to get back for a show in minnesota so listen this is a serious email um i'm with it i'm telling you know what you're not I supposed enjoy- to enjoy it maybe you're not supposed to maybe your feelings are right and valid go to south america experience right. life well <laughs> i think that's the other thing like Let's put some dates on the calendar. Yeah. It's like when I read where I'm going, I get excited. Exactly. I'm going to Vancouver tomorrow. I am so fucking excited to go to Vancouver. I'm like. Awesome place. Awesome place. It's a place I would never go to had it not been for comedy. Mm. Like I'm not going to Vancouver mm. with my maybe I would go to Whistler, but it would be one trip with my family if I had made enough money to like. But it wouldn't be just a random trip to Vancouver where I could waltz. You know, when we go on the road, we waltz around a city. We we experience it in a way that's slower. It's not like I got to be somewhere or I got to see the museums. You can just do. There's no pressure on it. So it's maybe why don't you start? I think this person needs to travel like a comedian. I think go to, to a place that you don't have to go climb Machu Picchu. You just got to just be there. Have a coffee in South America. You know what I mean? But he's a thrill seeker. He needs, remember you were talking about, I, I, there's a, he's a Wall Street guy. Right. He wanted he drugs. He wanted to do drugs while on a plane, while having a deal. So maybe plan that trip. He plan needs some that shit. Thrilling, plan that thrilling trip. And also, like, I think 
stop bringing it to the outside world. Mm -hmm. You're, you got a girlfriend. He mentioned the girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Let's get pumped to do this together. Let's yeah. play. And let's get pumped to do, like, I think bring the girlfriend into it and let's go outside of ourselves. Let's be a little. And I agree. Honestly, like, you have to assess is this person, you know, part of that, your relationship? Like, you need to be, I think you need to read this email to your girlfriend. Yeah. To make sure that they want the same lifestyle. I have two friends. They're not, they're planning on no kids. When they travel, they travel big. They're coming, in, I'm going to go to London. They're going to come. They're like, we're coming. Mm, that's nice. So it's like, and yeah. just the idea that you can do that, like, I think this person, and also you're in Minnesota, you're in a Delta hub. Right. There's a lot of options. Yeah. Also, you could cheat, which is just as exciting. <laughs> <laughs> All that back and forth. Right. You know, when the things can happen. Hiding your phone. <laughs> you That's just like an opiate. Yeah, you got another family. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think that, yeah, but I, the, the idea, the South America thing, it doesn't have to be all South America, right. all Minnesota. Right. Let's, hey, and also you're at a cushy job. They'll give you a week. Go take a week. Go say to them, hey, I need a month off to go to South America. I'll do, I'll work from, how about work from home gives you the opportunity to go, I'm going to do, can I work from home taxes? I don't know if that's an, available to you, but it might be. These are all options. Is ayahuasca illegal? I think ayahuasca is not addictive. I, I don't know if I'm going to give drugs to the drug guy, but I, <laughs> I mean, either. That's why I'm asking, drug guy. You do the research before you go back and relapse. Like your balls, good things come in pairs. Manscapes Weed Whacker 2.0 just got a partner in crime, the all-new Beard Hedger. The Beard Hedger is the cordless trimmer of your dreams that gives you 20 hair-cutting lengths, and it's waterproof, so you can shave anywhere. And since Manscaped wants you to have all the tools for the job, they're throwing in a beard, brush, comb, and scissors to make you look like a million bucks. Once you've done uh, your own face, switch to the Weed Whacker 2.0 to clear out uh, those tough-to-trim ears and nose hairs. I love this. I am huge Manscaped fan. These are things that we kind of you know, put off to the side. I think if you're out there and you want a good gift for your boyfriend or your husband, this is a great idea. If you're just looking to get something for yourself, I love Manscaped. Great product, and you can get some free money. So get 20% off and free shipping with code JTRAIN at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code JTRAIN. Always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. JTRAIN podcast at gmail.com. JTRAIN podcast at gmail.com. Here with Seton Smith. At Seton Smith Live at yeah. Madison Square Garden. The special is so good. I want people to go watch it. So go watch, go watch, go watch. Perpetually feeling not enough tired of dating in my 30s. Mm. Sing it, sister. Mm. Okay, Jared, just want to preface this email dramatically. Yes, I'm taking an extended break from the apps and dating. <laughs> I'm feeling the effects of the something better around the corner dating world. I'm about mm -hmm. to turn 35. Just moved to a new city. Very focused on my career. I'm not interested in kids or marriage. I was recently on a date with a guy who said women 35 and older are too old for him. He was 34. Okay. So my honest go, uh, to God question. What is the point of dating for straight women in their 30s? If guys can just get with younger and thin or women on all these apps their entire lives with little to no effort and nothing I do will ever be good enough since I'm too old and considered overweight by today's unrealistic Kardashian surgery standards well I you've made a lot of assumptions of all of us but and listen your feelings are valid I I, Very. I can understand you run into a guy who says 35 is too old for him and he's 34 you're like what the fuck I so like your feelings are valid I would say you're painting with broad strokes I, I, you know, 
this kind of goes with other email too, but I don't want to reference, but it's more or less the attitude of a single woman versus the attitude of a woman who's married. In the sense of it's kind of like you have the attitude of a manager or you have the attitude of an employee. It's, it's just That's like, interesting. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's more or less your, the thinking of a wife does not think I'm not good enough. She's, I mean, I think of a wife ideally is like, how can I be supportive and help this man? You know, mm. little things. I remember like one time there was a couple of dates I went on where a woman was like, I was got out of a relationship and realized the woman I was in with, Dating, I was like, this is a really wifey action. Like, I remember going to, I was meeting her at a bar, mm. and it was about to be last call, and so she took a picture of the menu and sent it to me. And I just, it was just a simple gesture, but nobody had ever done that before. And I was just right. like, oh, that's just a wife supporting you in life action of a wife. Made I, you like them more. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. you consider me. That's a wife. Wives consider their like right. uh, versus there's some girlfriends don't consider their fucking. They be like, well, oh, I got to do. I want to do this shit. Why aren't you doing it too? Like, there's two different attitudes. <laughs> also, it, it, the attitude of like, you just want to do that for someone, and and, and, right. and that won't not for any reason other than I just like doing that for you, and I don't. It, it, it it's a freedom of like I act because I like. Yeah, you know, like yeah, it's like we're a team, and therefore you're acting like a team member, and like oh, we're we're helping each other. And like also on your, it's also on you to look at that person. Is he a good team member to me? But also, am I being a good team member too? Like there's there's a that well, back and the forth. Employee manager metaphor is very good in that sense because you know it's the difference between I work with Seton, I work for Seton. Absolutely, I work with you know like if you own a company, you say I work with the people that work f- technically for me. I would assume you're a better boss. Exactly. Like, exactly. I, I, and, but this person, right, uh, I've invested a lot in myself. Grad school, lots of travel, well-cultured. I read. I'm currently writing a book. I'm passionate about my career, giving back. I'm super active, running gym, dance. I've been told and know I'm amazing in bed. <laughs> but I need to, Well, that's, I mean, here's the other thing. Manager, employee, when you say I've been told I'm amazing I, uh, for that guy, I don't know. That's not really. That doesn't. This is. That's kind of a little bit of the part of the problem. There's a lot of issue with perspective here, which we can't. Again, your feelings are valid, but your perspective to me puts you in kind of a hole. Mm-hmm. When you say I've been told I'm amazing, I, I don't know. I've gotten. You know, I've I've been with women that. It just you uh, lied to. Well, <laughs> you just lied to. Like, yeah, that was great, baby. Yeah, the way well, you laid there stiff was also, great. But I've also been with women where I'm like, I've had, I've been like, wow, us together are good in bed. Mm. And then you know, I, I don't know. It just it, to me that's like yeah. one of those points when you write it down, it shows it's important to you, and it. I don't think it's that important. It may not be, and also objectively, I'm great in bed, and I never think about. It. <laughs> <laughs> but 99 percent of the time, it feels like none of that matters. It doesn't, and never will. Well, I'm not saying it won't. Uh, when it comes to entering into a meaningful monogamous relationship, she writes in all caps, based on mutual respect, <laughs> honesty, loyalty, and support. I'm honestly not asking you to tell me everything is going to be okay. I, I'm not. I'm saying your perspective might be your issue. She says, I want respect, and she followed with a disrespectful statement. <laughs> I want respect, but I'm going to fuck about your opinion tonight. <laughs> <laughs> if the dating world has dramatically altered because of the apps, I, again, you're blaming, I, and now guys of all ages have adopted a lizard brain mindset. That disrespectful they can perp- attitude. <laughs> they can perpetually get as young, thin. She's obsessed with this thin thing. That's where, the thin is kind of the part where she's outing herself, because it's like, uh, listen, the thin thing, I get it, but that that's when you're saying these are your issues. Yeah. Like, because I like a curvy woman. Like, like the idea, like, I could date someone and the next person could be not as thin as the last person. Like, I don't, I, 
that's not what I'm looking for. So, yeah. and I'm not, and I'm speaking for me. I know you're doing broad brush strokes, and listen, I, I'm not a. I'm not against generalizing because that's what we do in comedy a lot of times. Human beings but, have to generalize to survive. I get it, man. Right. So, but I would say that's where I go. This is, that's the part where I, I and beautiful as they uh, please any time with no little, no effort. So be it. I mean, you're repeating yourself at this point. I just wish y'all would be honest about it. Not waste my time when you deep down don't want someone my age or size or whatever. I'm tired of feeling like the layover, no pun intended, before the cookie cutter Model S 22-year-old girl of their dreams just so they could show off to their guy friends and on social media. I don't think she exists and I don't think men are being realistic with themselves about having that or honest with me. Feather, feather, 35 and tired How as fuck. many well, listen, dudes did that to you? Because I need a number now because right. that seems like a it's very, very specific, specific yeah. situation <laughs> to happen multiple times all the time. <laughs> Listen, there's someone at home listening, similar spot to her, yeah. nodding along, saying, sing it, sister. Right. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I, that is okay. I, I disagree with her, but we can, you know, respectfully disagree. I, uh, but I don't disagree that this has happened to her you know um i'm a law of attraction i believe all realities exist i believe that mm -hmm. her talking right now is just going to get her the same type of people if you keep talking about like don't have sex with those people you describe but there's right. a whole different category of dudes who like her who like your mind who actually want you older because talking to a 20 year old is painful i tried right. it it's fucking hard they don't talk about stuff like like sometimes like, if, there are people out there who enjoy you for you she also writes she's not interested in kids or marriage so that's a you know, that's one of those things that gets used against you. Like when you vulnerability also show shows where people can hurt you. I have this all the time. True. Where like when I talk about on podcasts about weight stuff and being thirty seven and being single, when someone wants to be mean to me on social media and they're trying to really get at you, they go, "You fat single fuck, mm. <laughs> you fat old guy." You read all your comments. I, You're so strong. I'm aware, okay. but I also know that that person is the most destructive type of person. They've taken me, my vulnerabilities in a public space like this podcast, mm -hmm. used it against me. So when you, so those people are out there. So when you say I never want to be married or have kids, that's fine. But you're gonna meet a lot of guys who are like, ooh, opportunity to fuck and leave. There's that. I'm not saying to hide that, but I'm just saying. Let's be aware of the surround, you know, like what, you know. Also, when you get older, man, you get 35 and up, you start to get into these habitual ways where it's like, I kind of like my mornings. I don't need right. you to be here for my mornings, but we can have a great life together. Let's just start to schedule more. Like we can right. have a great life and then have our own great life. Like, like, like build you up your own great life that a dude wants to come visit sometimes. And then you won't even have this problem no more. Right. Like little things like that. Cause well, she seems to have like things together. Like everything she wrote, like within the, you know, the anger. There's good stuff here, you know. Yeah, there's like I, I read, I got, I got higher education. I think she has to try and let go of these things because, listen, here's the other thing: men taste misery on a date. Oh, men like a fun date, okay? They want to be out with someone where it is fun and no care in the world. I'm not saying that's you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bump back. There's a versions of fun though, because I'm the type of dude that kind of likes to talk about childhood trauma for fun. Okay, and I'm like, oh shit, sure. you were scarred that way. Fuck, but it's fun for me. <laughs> Some people want to just talk right. about lollipops, and there's that, you know. But <laughs> here, the here's the, here's the thing. I agree with you, but you're you're open and honest with someone on a date. You True. can tell. I can always tell when I'm on a date with a woman who has had it. 
mm. and is holding back. I was on a date with a girl once mm. and she was like, we had a mutual friend. And I go, oh my, and I just was like, I have shows tonight. Can we get together earlier as opposed to later? And she goes, she goes, Broadway? Like, and I go, oh, I just assumed you knew I was a comedian because we have that mutual friend. I assumed that they like asked them about me. And they go, I didn't, I go, well, I'm a comedian. I have shows. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to assume you knew that, but we had that friend. So I thought maybe they would have told you. And they go, oh, no, I told that friend to, just to tell me if you were normal or not. And then I don't want to hear anything else. And I go, when I heard that, I was like, oh, why can't you hear anything else? Are you a, like, are you a movie? Are you a book? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, don't spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? I want to know if he's a killer. <laughs> right. And I, but you go, when I go on a date, I'm like, yeah, tell me everything. Let's, let, oh, we don't have to have first date shit anymore. We can just skip to the, to me, that was a tell. That was a tell of like, I've had it with mm. this dating shit. Mm. I've, I don't want to do, I don't want, you know, I don't want to have to hear from a friend and have to. I don't want to go to the friend and say it didn't work out or I don't want to have to and and I could tell that there's just more here that I can't really help with and now we're not on fun oh we can talk about other things we have to go through well I'm a comedian here's how I got through it and you go what's that like oh my god tell right. me a joke and, and I'm saying when, when I hear about me. I don't know what I can do to help this person but I can say this languaging isn't comfy cozy this is fists up and maybe a break will help maybe it's being a better buyer and, and being like and not dating you know looking for the things that you want I don't know what it love is. yourself say that your weight is perfect love yourself in the mirror a little bit more because you're describing yourself like the, the negative side of yourself you should, no you know, the thin look thing look in the mirror every day and be like I'm beautiful stop bringing it up right jtrainpodcast at gmail.com it really works jtrainpodcast at gmail.com we have a very long email what's that is it is it good it's good. Should we do it? One more? Let's do one, one more, more baby. It's very long. Exception to the rule. Jared, I've been a fan of yours for a while. Recently became a fan of your stand-up as well when I saw you live for the first time in Toronto a few weeks ago. Crushed it. Thank you. I'm going to try and keep this concise, but it might be very long. It is. There's this guy I met over a year ago now. I technically don't date. There's this guy that I met over a year ago now. I technically don't date and was open to getting to know someone to build a connection with the intentions of it leading to marriage one day. He knew, <laughs> what? That's date. What are we talking about? All right, about? we started from denial already. Hell right. yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, this is denial. You want to you get to know someone and you want to marry him. That's okay. That's what the whole point of this whole thing it's is. It's not dating. He knew, he knew going in that I wasn't going to have sex before marriage, that I hadn't been in an actual relationship before. He had gotten out of a nine-year relationship with a woman he was living with so we were in the exact opposite ends of the spectrum as we continue to talk and spend time together um oh they the their background this is oh i can't laugh no more i ain't know you can laugh but we didn't know so they're they they're from a religious background that's what no but i mean the but sex before marriage that, that has that nothing to do with i'm dating to see but maybe you're not allowed to date in certain backgrounds i don't know i wasn't laughing at the i'm still no, laughing at, we can still laugh at the dating line no, yeah, absolutely right. it wasn't a religious discovery he, I, he, he knew going culture. in i wasn't going to have sex before marriage that i hadn't ha uh, been in an actual relationship before he had gotten out of a nine-year relationship with a woman he was living with so we were exact opposite ends of the spectrum as we continued to talk and spend time together he started to express strong feelings for me and that he wanted to marry me i was still very unsure of everything i've had my own insecurities for a while and was of course new to all that around the two-month 
Mark. He told me that he loved me as things started to progress physically. The challenges became more apparent. He wanted to do more things that weren't technically sex, and I have, and I was still uncomfortable with all that. I mean, at this point, I'm backing away. Yeah. I, 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 saying something and doing, you know, I love you, I love you, I love you, and then you're doing things that are making you uncomfortable. The actions have to be trusted yeah, the, more. Yeah. People use I love you as manipulative all the time. So yeah, right. yeah you're uncomfortable before you do already. My reaction at the time was always to push him away, which was the only thing that came naturally to me, making things more difficult. And then his dog died when, while he was with me. I'll kill you. One day we officially broke up over text with him saying, I don't think I'm the man for you and didn't meet me for an in-person conversation. I was hurt but moved on. I've been in therapy and really work on myself. He would still text and try to stay in touch. I became indifferent and would take uh, my time to get back to him he eventually wanted to meet and talk it through he apologized for how he handled everything and talked about how hard it was been for him he said he would drive by my house every time he was in the area and that he still had feelings for me uh the drive by your house thing i'm not into that the the way i feel today is that i'm in a better place mentally and been working on my struggles with my own insecurities i feel more confident in how i feel about him and want to genuinely try again he says he still has feelings but is unsure he can get there again do the whole relationship and marriage and the physical thing as well, it's hard for him when things do progress to not do, quote unquote, more. The advice I got from my therapist is that we hold off on even kissing and just build the emotional connection to see if we can get there. I, I'm reading this right now and I'm like, you got to leave this. Yeah, yeah. You're not, you're from two, it's, sometimes it's like we're meeting too many people. You know, you know like, and technology keeps us in touch with people that maybe you shouldn't be in touch with. And to me... You know, you th- what you want and how you want to get there. You want marriage, and you and you want to s- the the physical stuff. You want that to come after marriage. That's great. Good for you. This guy, he he's not going to be that. He's not going to change for you. That ain't going to be him. That ain't going away. I told him I want to meet once a week and spend time together so we can get to know each other more and that we can still be seeing, talking to other people and that if he doesn't want to try this, uh, then that's fine too, but it needs to be one or the other. His response was basically, well, we have to try, followed by, I'll think about it. Yeah, no, 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 no. You know exactly what you want. This guy knows hot woman I'm attracted to who gives me attention. Yeah. And then he keeps going back and forth. It's not going to work. Uh, I just don't want to regret it. Like if you get married, I'm going to be like, oh man, and then have to ask you to get a divorce and it will be a whole thing. See, that's bullshit stuff. Wait, why do you have to ask for a divorce? Well, He's I mean, basically saying, she was like, this is manipulative. When she says, I want to try and see you once a week. And then he's like, well, I'm just thinking if you ever get married, I have to make you get a divorce. And it's like, Oh, that's yeah. He's yeah. I don't like this guy at all. I don't like speaking in the future when you don't do the things that you can do right now. Yeah. Just see me once a week. Oh, I don't know, but I, but also I don't want you getting married. Then I have to break up a marriage. It's like, but you won't. Yeah, the him hawing. He's he's whining about meeting for coffee. I mean, that's a telltale sign. Honestly, right. like, if, like if all he wants is sex, and not even want to meet for coffee. Like, just, <laughs> so as of now, we are trying. It seems the last time we met, he didn't end up kissing me, but it didn't lead to anything. As my phone blew up with my dad calling me. LOL. Hell yeah, dad. My question for you doesn't I mean, seem worthy to even try here. No. No. Get off. Get, get out. out. Get out. 
Done. He does have low self worth, which I can relate to as well. Relating to someone doesn't mean that you're going to get married. Don't marry a woman to get with no. self worth either. That's not actually useful. Don't do that. Don't be around therapy. He's done it in the past, eight sessions, and right now feels like he's not ready for therapy, but does open up to me about what he's struggling with. Like last time he asked, The fuck do you see in me? Now I know the rule is if a guy says he doesn't deserve you or you're too good for him, both things he has said to me in the past, then that just means he's not for you. He does these things uh, where he'll message something like, I was thinking about you this afternoon and wanted to kiss you and then he deletes the messages no this is can you just google narcissistic behavior and right. just look at how he's hitting every one right. of these traps <laughs> please it's very unhealthy I, so this from, guy scares me so from all your um wisdom and male perspective what do you think i should do i know i want to explore this no you, you no you don't you, no you don't no you don't no you don't no. um feel strongly about our connection you don't have a connection it is it, you are it's a guy who will talk to you yeah and it's a guy who will say romantic things that you hope to have someone who cares about you say this ain't the guy. This yeah. ain't the guy. Yeah. Um, Take the sex out of it and then look at all his nice gestures. We're both 32, <laughs> but he's four months younger than me. My apologies is super long and an inexperienced 32-year-old. I Listen. 42-year-old version. I mean, okay, a 32-year-old version. That's, um, yeah, that's intense. Listen, it ain't going to be this guy. No. Here's the thing. We have to, and I think the biggest, the hardest thing about dating right now is it's really easy to be open with people because you don't really know them and you don't have people in common with them and you could meet someone if if you meet someone off the street it's easier to tell them Absolutely. it's easier to write into me who doesn't know you with a, this very nice email don't get me wrong and i i just disagree with what they're doing i i hope you run away from this guy yeah. because it just ain't for you he will be for someone he is going to be someone's Knight in shining armor, not yours. You need a yeah. You need some dudes older who don't think about that, because like yeah, yeah. The philosophy of sex around thirty, I could not think straight. Like sex first, then whatever else happened next. Right. And like you're right. You don't want to marry a dude who thinks about his dick first, because he's gonna make a lot of dick decisions. Right. And <laughs> in general, with everything else, it's all impulsive decisions. So you kind of need them up. You got you're doing the right process. Right. But it's like you know, it's kind of hard nowadays to do that. Right. And I think like when they say you know you. It, it, it is, I feel for this person because it's like this, the sex stuff. They're probably thinking, well, no one's like this. And it's like I, they need to go to like their, their church, their, wherever they're, their place of worship. Maybe it's that. Maybe you got to go find like-minded people that are in the same boat as you that understand the ramifications. It doesn't feel like this guy understands the ramifications of and how serious this is to you. Yes. Because then he wouldn't come up to you and go, well, I'm going to have to break up your marriage. The idea that you would get married at this age, you know, I, it's manipulative. I don't, you got to get away from this guy. I, I, uh, right? Yeah, no, I, yeah, negotiating for sex is like a horrible grounds to start off any relationship with anyway. Absolutely. I just, I just like, ugh, I don't want to negotiate for sex. Yeah, I, I've, there's like four needs. There's four human needs. I found like every human being gets obsessed with one of the needs. So either food, mm. um, relationships, um, family, mm -hmm. or sex. Those are four needs. Mm. And everybody gets obsessed with one of them. Right. <laughs> I've just noticed that. Like I can, I can actually, uh, food, I can actually actually not eat for a couple of days. I've, done, I've noticed right. that. Family, I cannot talk to friends. <laughs> That's sex though, man. If you cut me off, I'm like, yo, this is unfair. Uh, it's really crazy. But that that is, I mean, you're so right. And also like this person Sex is a big, even though they important. haven't had it, it's that important. It's important. Yeah, you got to get away from it. And here's, I, I got to repeat this. Because he's talking to you and being open doesn't mean he's being open. No. Like, it doesn't mean, because he's saying, I think he's saying things that she hopes someone will say to her. And 
It's yeah. just not it. All that things like if you're saying shit like I've, I feel like I met you in a lifetime. Right. <laughs> oh, that lifetime line is like the biggest red flag. You said, what? <laughs> you met me where, nigga? <laughs> J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Seton Smith, thank you for coming on. Hey, man. Thanks for letting me be here. This Fantastic. Dope. So Don't happy you're here. here. Everyone go follow Seton at Seton Smith. The special is on YouTube right now. Seton Smith, live at Madison Square Garden. I'm Jared Freed. We'll be back next week. Boom. <laughs>